A manger scene is Christmas. All the characters are there. Mary, the child, the shepherds, a donkey, and a cow. And of course, all the stories are swirling in the background. The census. No room in the inn. The angels outside of town. Matthew begins his account with, The birth of Jesus took place this way. But there's no birth story here. Instead, we have a story about one of the least familiar characters in the Christmas scene. Joseph, who moves from misunderstanding to a trusting response when the origin of Jesus is revealed. Matthew's story is about the origin and the purpose of this child. So tonight, we're going to, first of all, talk a little bit about the misunderstanding. Then, how God revealed the child's true origin and purpose. And then we'll follow Joseph's trusting response. The misunderstanding. Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Get Bride's Magazine out of your head right now, okay? Uh, this is an arranged marriage, a contract between two families. And once the contract has been agreed upon, the betrothal period begins, where the woman was sequestered for about a year. And that was to guarantee that any children of this relationship would be legal heirs. But Mary was found to be with child. Joseph is called a just man, or a righteous man. What that means is he was a pious Jew who tried to observe the laws of Moses. Now, in this circumstance, he drew the logical conclusion that anyone would draw. The child is not his. But that presented for this pious man a predicament. Because according to Deuteronomy 22, part of the laws of Moses, Mary could have been stoned for this offense. But he's unwilling to put her to shame or something worse so he comes up with this plan to divorce her secretly. Yeah, right. In a small town, can anybody keep a secret? No. Joseph was well-meaning, but he just didn't understand. Interestingly, we who read this story already know from the very beginning that the child is from the Holy Spirit, because the story tells us that. But Joseph didn't know it. And this is sort of a theme in Matthew. But you can't figure out God's ways on your own. They have to be revealed. Now, Joseph's human misunderstanding continues even to this day, where sentimentality 
has taken a major role in contemporary reflections on the manger scene. Gifts around the tree matter so much more than that gift which is symbolized by the crash under the tree. And then there are all those stories and legends and ideas that float around Christmas. And then when NORAD starts tracking Santa, we're really in the realm of the strange. And at this point, unfortunately, many a pastor on this holy night tends to rail against contemporary celebrations of Christmas. Not me. Because I think most folks are more like Joseph than they are the Grinch. That is, they're just trying to make sense of something that's hard to understand. And generally, they're kind of hard at doing what they can not to be disruptive. Spoiling Christmas is not what people are about. So, the revelation of the true origin and purpose of the child. Divine perspective supplants human misunderstanding. An angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream. Now, in the Old Testament, an angel of the Lord was a significant figure. It could be a messenger from God, or the angel of the Lord could be sort of God incognito walking around. Joseph had made his decision based on his piety, but he'd also tempered it with mercy. He knew the commands of Moses, but he also knew what the prophets said about God desiring mercy and not just all sorts of sacrifices. But in the Jewish world of his day, there was something that could overrule the laws of Moses. A voice from above at the baptism of Jesus. What identified him? A voice from above. At the transfiguration of Jesus, a voice from above. And of course, dreams are a way in which God is often thought to speak. The message of the angel was simple. The child is from the Holy Spirit. It's going to be a boy. If you had other ideas, sorry about that. And you will give him a name, which meant when Joseph gave the child a name, that was the same as him legally adopting the child as his heir. And the name is Jesus. God saves for he will save his people from their sin. The origin of this child is from above in a way that is beyond nature. And the purpose of the child is salvific. He will save. Not in the sense that most folks were looking for at that time, someone who would in some way get rid of these Romans, but in a sense that echoes back to the very beginning and the human failure and rebellion that infects all of us. The purpose of this child is to provide a rescue from sin. The child is born to die, and that's not a pretty picture. It's not part of your typical manger scene. The bloody business of birth would lead to even bloodier business at the cross to be followed by another angelic messenger with an even more unbelievable message. 
This revelation would totally reverse things for Joseph, what he was planning to do. However, there is more to the story than meets the eye. There is a second revelation given in this story to those who hear the story or read it. Remember how I noted at the beginning there was this reference for us who are hearing that the child was from the Holy Spirit. Joseph didn't know that or he wouldn't have had his crazy plan. The comment was for us, the readers, so that we would know from the beginning the origin of this child. And this truth would be reinforced by the story of the angel speaking to Joseph. But then Matthew pauses his narrative for a bit and talks more to us. He tells us, all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet, a standard piece of language that Matthew would use, especially early in the Gospels, to connect the story of Jesus to the Old Testament. And he continues, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. This is that sign that Isaiah gave King Ahaz after King Ahaz refused the offer from Isaiah that God would do anything for Ahaz that Ahaz asked. The mention of a virgin is the reason Matthew cites the text, but Matthew's stress is not on the virginity of Mary, it's on the name, Emmanuel, which means God with us, Matthew adds. Not only is this child from God and has a purpose of saving people from their sins, this child actually is God, God with us. Throughout the Sundays of this season, I've been making the point that God works through individuals, people like the one who was the forerunner, John the Baptist, or the one who bears the child, Mary. But today we meet the one and only, the child who is God, God with us. Now, I'm not sure Joseph would have been ready to understand that, but Matthew apparently believes that his readers are ready for it and need this information. Part three, the trusting response. Now Matthew returns back to the story. When Joseph awakes from sleep, he does as the angel commands him, he acts on his new understanding, and he goes and does what he didn't think he could do before. He takes Mary to be his wife. When she gives birth, he names the child. He gives the child the name Jesus, so he's buying into the mission that the child has. And in one final flourish, Matthew reinforces the message that the origin of this child is not from human beings but from God by pointing out that Joseph did not know Mary until after the birth of the child. The Matthean account of the birth of Jesus is, in fact, a story about Joseph, a pious man whose compassionate misunderstanding was changed into an understanding of God's ways. And this child of divine origin, there is a divine mission and a divine presence. And his new understanding enabled him to go 
where he was afraid to go before. But those elements of this story that are directed to the readers and hearers suggest that Matthew had a second purpose behind telling this story, besides just giving us some information about the origin of Jesus. It seems Matthew wrote his gospel for Jewish Christians at Antioch of Syria. These Christians were doing something strange. They were starting to share the story of Jesus with those people outside of their Jewish community with the Romans. There at Antioch is where the mission to the Gentiles began. That's where all the mission journeys start. There at Antioch, the followers of the way are first called Christianii, Christians. These early believers needed a way to speak about their faith in the Messiah, a distinctly Jewish concept that Romans wouldn't understand, to a world that was more understanding of the mythological idea that the gods come among us. So the side comments and the quotation from Isaiah with its interpretation gave these early Christians language that they could use when talking across cultures to their Roman neighbors. The language enabled them to explain the story of Jesus in a way that Romans could understand. The coming of the child is God with us. So, the story of the birth of Jesus in Matthew's gospel works on two levels. It tells us how Joseph came to a new understanding of the origin and purpose of the child, but it also provides language for early followers of Jesus as they shared their story with their non-Jewish neighbors. This dual nature suggests that the story can work two ways for us as well. First of all, the story tells us about the birth of the child and that it's more than just a sentimental moment. This child is from God, and the purpose of this child is to save us. And that speaks to the heart of our failures and enables us to act with faith, as did Joseph, even doing things that we were afraid of doing before. But secondly, this story suggests to us that we can share this news with others. We too, with care and love, can point to that child in the middle of this simple scene as more than just a cute baby. That child is God with us. Each one of us, all of us, even those who don't know it, even those who aren't yet ready to believe it. Sharing about the birth of that child can give new direction to others, especially those you care about. We assemble before the manger on this holy night. Feels good to be here, doesn't it? To be part of the scene with family and friends. But this scene invites more than just good feeling. This scene invites faith.
that this child is of God and came to save you and me. And it also invites us to join Joseph and do something that maybe we've been afraid of doing before. To know that this child is God with us and to invite someone close to share this holy moment with us. You have the opportunity of Joseph to act on faith. The takeaways? This child is from God. This child has a divine purpose. This night is worth sharing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.